Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's time once again for the Midweek War. I am Mad Mike, and I am actually not as mad as I thought I would be even talking about this show because I saw a movie that I rather enjoyed. But someone who I have a feeling is going to be quite furious for this entire podcast is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, Eamon Peyton. How are you? Mike, I can't. <laughs> I literally can't anymore with this show. Oh, man. <laughs> All oh. right. Um, Eamon, dare I ask what your word is? Fuck. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck man. Um all right, uh my word is going to be piano. <laughs> my word is going is to that be gonna be baby? Nope, it is going to be piano. Uh <laughs> I I assumed your your word would either be prop and or baby or hashtag prop baby. Um I'm about to get real angry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eamon. Let let's 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 save the rage for a little bit. Mm. What was your good this week? Did you have one? I'm gonna be honest. This is probably the worst impact in a while, in my opinion. Okay. Uh you know what? My good for this week goes to Cherry Bomb. It goes to Allie. Because <laughs> at least at least she tried to play a character and stick to that character. She looked like she put some effort into what she was doing. That's my only good. That's my only good in this whole fucking rigmarack of a fucking show. Okay. Um, my good this week is going to go to Ethan Carter. Because as it should. Um... Ethan was put in charge of the show, and while not everything he did necessarily made sense, um, it was it was nice to see an actual authority figure on TNA as opposed to hey, let's just have a match. I'm sorry, wait, 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 wait. We've got like three. Like I know it's- no, but but we've never had one established one. It's always like an authority we- person by committee. But it's still three people. Like it's still uh, like it's still Dixie Carter and Billy Corgan running the show. It's but just, they didn't have anything to do with it. This was all Ethan. Here's my thing. This show made me do something that I never thought was possible. It made me hate EC3. I wow, I did, really? I did not like him this week at all. Because it doesn't make any sense. Oh, you mean he being put in charge? Why was he put in charge? Oh, yeah. No, that makes zero sense. And but, I, but I'm attributing that to Dixie Carter. But, okay, because I got notes later on. But I, uh, here's the thing. I actually liked Ethan more on Twitter, live tweeting about the show, than I did any of his segments on the actual Oh, yeah. Was I not clear? That's what I meant. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he- yeah, I apologize. I should have. Like, easy, EC3 on the show was, you know, fine, standard, fair. EC3 on Twitter was amazing. Like, I, I was very down on him that episode, in my opinion. And I, he, I read that tweet he posted about how, sorry, guys, there's no X Division segment this week because I heard everybody hated Flippy stuff. So here's Mahabali Shira. That was my favorite tweet. 
I didn't see that one. That was really oh, was really great. Oh, fuck. The actual product on the show. And something about his promos were always just like all of them were just off to me. Like they weren't like super like witty or funny. Like, okay. I usually like him. And I, and like I said, TNA has done this to me. Like this is a this is the worst crime. They have made me not like what EC3 has put forward. Mm, that that that's just uh, Eamon, I'm sorry for you. Uh, I'm sorry. Um all right. Well, I think Eamon, oh, Eamon. Let, me, let me guess. We got a shared bad. Um No, actually. The only reason we don't have a shared bad is because what happened on Twitter after I watched the show. But it's no, 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 no. That it doesn't negate it. It doesn't negate it. Not at all. There are other bad things on the show. Or <laughs> let, let's let's be fair. There are oh, other then, bad then, things. On okay, the show. then then do your bad first because okay. then I'll get to the bad that everybody knows we are going to be talking about on this week's show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know what? We'll even we'll even jump over your bad and do our changes too. Sure. And, and then we'll just get it needs that. its own it's it needs its own little little nice little mm-hmm. yeah um my bad this week is decay losing like fucking chumps losing it. to drew galloway like chumps like oh god just fucking hell like they wouldn't even let bram lose clean but decay goes down like fucking chump stains. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, that doesn't fly with me. That doesn't fly. Like, uh, why should, why should the bromance even be scared of decay at this point? Like uh, none, nothing in their tag division. And I say that loosely because there's two teams makes sense. Nothing. I'm, 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 I don't disagree at all. <laughs> You're 100% right. Like, Yeah, I mean, uh, give Galloway someone else to fight. There's so many other people you could put him against. There are, a, or even just Abyss by himself. And, you know maybe, you, and maybe the bromance distract Abyss. You know who you put him up against? If you Even if you want to do like a handicap match, put him up against the fucking X Division guys. Yeah. Put him up against Trevor Lee and Andrew Reverend and Gregory Helms. Mm-hmm. Because that way, but even then, still, it's a nerd champion losing. But still, like it's, it's hear yeah. that, or here's what you do: it's you not fucking put, monsters. It's you put monsters. you put you put the bromans in the tag team match against Trevor Lee and Andrew Everett, and you give Galloway Spud and Tyrus. Spud, Spud and Tyrus. Yeah, it's this whole fucking show. Um, but yeah, and, and what would be your change? Because my change is going to be a list of notes that I did. Okay. Um, my change this week is somehow retroactively go back in time and put the knockout title on Gale. Might as well. Because Jade was an afterthought. Because all they're going to do is talk about Gale. And um, Gail and Maria have a match for anniversary. Jade, as far as I know, does not have a match, and she's Definitely. the goddamn champion. I mean, I don't, I don't know. 
Is Slammiversary next week? Are we at that point already? No, it, I realized, and because I, I was about to say this was the worst go home show I've ever seen, but it's actually not their go home. Yeah, I thought so. I thought there was one more. I, I I saw I saw they said it was like twelve days or whatever, and I'm like, God damn it! There's another fucking week of this shit. God. Damn. Oh no! Wait, no, no, just one more, just yeah. one more, because Slammiversary is actually on a Sunday this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. By the way, um, this is a quick programming note. Um, we don't know if we're going to be watching Slammiversary. We're uh, sure, we are sure as fuck not going to pay for it. Uh, th- I'll I'll get into it. Uh, my ending thoughts. Yeah, I'll get into it. <laughs> Okay, all right. Uh, um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about before we dive into your bad and then your notes? I was going to say, my notes have nothing to do with the bad that we want to talk about. Okay, well, let's do your notes first, and then we'll they're, get they're everything, into the huge segment. Everything that, other than that. Um, yeah. uh, okay, so at one in the opening segment, uh, I know EC3 tells Maria, leaders don't put their hands on their employees. EC3 then threatens to beat up Mike Bennett. <laughs> Threatens though. He didn't. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we get okay, and then we get the next segment, and they cut to Lashley and Drew Galloway cutting their promos. And I just noted the mop and bucket are still on the stage. Yep. For the Galloway Lashley segment. Nobody took it away. Um technically Bennett was supposed to take it away. Like EC3 even said, don't forget your mop and bucket. Oh, and and but they cut to them in the bathrooms, like with him with the mop and bucket, like about to clean the toilets, and then they cut to this segment, and the bucket and mop is still on the fucking stage, and it's not like even the cameramen notice it and try to like make sure that it doesn't get seen. They don't care; they're just showing it. Mm-hmm. They're just showing that it's there. They don't even try to avoid it. No, no, this show's not done very well. Uh, what, what else you got, Amy? Quote from Pope during Lashley versus Bram. This is a match that can main event any pay-per-view. <laughs> I, remember, I remember hearing that. And My favorite part of that was Josh having to remind Pope that Pope is supposed yeah. to hate Lashley. Yeah. I have a note here that says, Josh Matthews pointing out that Pope should hate Lashley. Josh, you are the literal worst. Well, to be no, fair... No, bad, but you- but you shouldn't point that out. You shouldn't make it obvious like that. Like, you know what I mean? You shouldn't be like, hey, your character's not making sense right now. <laughs> uh, I mean. Also, Josh Matthews says at one point, Bram's story is well told. No one's story is well told. I just, that was my uh, uh, brain going off. Uh, I also know that Lashley's headband pisses me off. Um, Lashley, I think super glues his head. But if you watch Lashley segment, yeah, but like when he wears hats, they don't come off. Yeah, but the 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 band kept coming off, and he kept fucking with it during the match. I'm like, why are you even wearing it? I don't know. Um, so also spoiler alert: you know, Eli Drake wins the King of the Mountain title. Who the fuck cares? Um, Eli's having a party in a storage unit. Like he literally, yeah. Literally, like, I'm going to go party right now by myself and just walked into a storage unit. Yeah, see, I thought they were going to do something with this, and that was going to be, like, someone's trailer. But it's, it literally looks, like I said, it literally looks like one of those storage units that you rent out to put your stuff in when you're moving. It was probably the hair and makeup truck. God. Um, yeah. And I noted here, uh, dot, 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 
what was the logic of making Bennett the ref in the tag match? Yeah, no, it didn't make any sense. He didn't do anything. Nope, he just refed the match. He just refed the match, and he's but he wasn't being a heel. Like he didn't like help Spud and Tyrus at all. Like he hesitated to count once or twice, and he had and he was like thinking about not ringing the bell when Spud was tapping out, and then he's like, okay, then I'll ring the bell. Yeah, but Bennett has no friends. Yeah, but what's the point of like if the, even if this is like we're gonna punish Mike Bennett? How does this punish him? This just like mildly inconveniences him. It doesn't even humiliate him because he didn't have to like dress as a referee. He just literally had to throw on a different shirt. Yeah, it's like why do I care about how this is affecting him? Yeah, no, it, it, none none of it, none of that really worked. Unfortunately, um, quote, another quote from EC3 for the knockouts part. Uh, Girl A, girl B, don't care. EC3, and I just wrote EC3 accidentally expressing how TNA feels about Allison K and Cherry Bomb. To be fair, he's kind of not wrong. But that's the sad thing. Like, that's the thing that sucks. No, I know, but if he had said that on Twitter, we would have laughed. I, do, I wouldn't have laughed either. I, w- I would have laughed. Hey, I think it's sad. Those are two talented actors. But it, it's, it's him being... Like, I, I, I'm not trying to... Brain down on EC3. I'm yeah, just, no, I mean, but he he's being a dick to heels. That makes sense. I guess well. that may it makes sense to me. It's like when a face talks down to like like if let's say if the Usos were heels, no one would tell them apart. You but know this, what I mean? Like this isn't even close to the same thing because they're not anywhere. They don't look alike at all. But I, I you know, I it's my point is like. I don't know. Maybe I would have felt differently about this if they went out of a way about doing it other than, hey, EC3, you're just going to run the show today. Yeah, no, I mean, them, them he, announcing he, it was very... Like if, he, like, if he tricked Bennett and Maria in some way and got the position, but they're just like, oh, no, you're going to be in charge now because they're going to get their comeuppance now. Like, that doesn't... Sat- like, if I'm a if I'm a marker or I'm a fan in that way, like, that doesn't satisfy me. No. Like, yay, you got your comeuppance, but... You only got and, it because... And, like, if I'm EC3, I make Bennett run my own gauntlet stuff. Yeah, like, he didn't... Like, hey, hey, Mike, uh, you made me relive all my past sins. That's fine, that's fine. I accept that. But uh, here's what you're going to do. First, you're going to wrestle um, James Storm. Then you're going to wrestle Jeff Hardy. And then you're going to wrestle Drew Galloway. Like all in one show. That all that also fixes the fucking problems with like people getting buried during the show. Like, yeah. Um, uh, I just wrote. Uh, there's the, there's a botch in the tag match. Uh, Allie and Sienna clearly make contact when Allie tries to run away. Earl Hebner says there's no tag. Um, Cherry Bomb is wrestling in a pencil skirt with no shoes on. Come on. And um, like I, I understand she's in character, but I felt so bad for her. So do I, and uh, one I I love Allie's one of my favorite parts of the whole Maria thing. She needs to not scream every two minutes during her match. Here's the thing: it's funny because she does she she's done that on the Independence. That's the thing she does, and it's funny. Like it's it's a it's a ni- it's a nice little thing she adds. It's just I don't know, it gets lost because of the commentary because mm-hmm. it just sounds like ambient noise of screaming. Yeah. Like, like, the commentators like, the screaming the doesn't have purpose. If right. she was screaming every time she was running away or trying to tag Sienna back in, okay, 
that's fine. That makes sense. But it just sounds like constant screaming. Or if the commentators made more of a note of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it just, when the commentators are just talking over it, it sounds like fucking like ambient noise that's annoying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, one point, Pope calls Gail Kim a fighting champion. Guys, Jade is right there. <laughs> he literally calls her a fighting champion. He's not the champion. Uh, just, just everything about the knockout submission is kind of wrong. And I just, but don't get, don't worry, guys. They did mention some stuff about Jade. Uh, at one point, Jock Matthew says Jade has studied in a lot of different arts and crafts. Mm-hmm. I'm sure those arts were martial in nature. Okay, I'm gonna get to this later. Uh, maybe I won't talk. I'll talk about this off off air. But I I watched a bit of TNA Victory Road one night only. Um, okay. Josh Matthews. Why was- why why did you do that? Because it literally just came up on YouTube and like stuff. I like was like like oh you should also watch this. Um, Josh Matthews doesn't know how to make points about wrestlers. And, but I'll, I'll I'll explain that to you afterwards. Oh um, no, I get it. <laughs> oh, okay, because Marty Bell has a match, and he literally just comes out and he's and he's like, Marty Bell, um, is uh, from the Dominican Republic. He's has a background in dance. You know what it is? Like that's literally how he was sounding and how he was saying it. Eamon, do you know what it is? It's um. Um, bright, bold colors, uh, preferred by teachers. Yeah, that's how quickly Josh Matthews reads. It's literally that, it sounds that's like, what it is. It's it sounds like he's searching through like a textbook on Marty Bell and trying. He's to- literally looking at Wikipedia. That's yeah. what he's doing. He's bringing up Marty Bell's Wikipedia and he's scanning for interesting topics. It's like if I took the back of this and it was just like, um, in case of overdose, get medical help. Uh. Take two caplets every six hours. It really sounds just like that. And it's yeah, he's just skimming a Wikipedia page. He does like they don't have notes. Like Josh, and I'm not going to make this about me, but like I put a minimum amount of effort in my job, and I don't sound like that when I do commentary. Yeah. Um, I also noted when EC3 said it'd be a miracle if he showed up sober. I honestly think the crowd thought he meant Jeff Hardy. I thought he meant Jeff because the crowd goes, oh, oh is it going to be? And then James Storm music hits, and you can almost hear like a oh, yeah. And everyone was like, oh yeah, like who did forgot, you? Think we he forgot he worked here, dude. I didn't think James Storm. <laughs> I didn't think James Storm at all. He was <laughs> the last person that came to my mind. Like literally, there was a lady standing right next to Easy Three that as soon as he said that, she like got all excited, and James Storm's music hit, and she just went, oh, okay, yeah. Like, I think they thought that it was Jeff. Um, Sorry uh, about your damn choices. Uh, quickly, just going to run th- the last things from the Grado Alistair stuff. Um, jo- er, Al saying, we don't need to rely on weapons or gimmicks. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. A, that is literally all of Al Snow's professional career. I, and Al Snow- <laughs> Al Snow is the guy who goes out on shoot interviews and talks about how, oh, exposing the business. You got to protect the business. You got to do all this stuff, you know, uh, uh, to protect the business. And you're saying shit like that? 
Hey, um, Eamon. Eamon, and this is a legitimate question I have. What are the names of... Um, don't even with me. It's like Braxton something and like... I don't even you want to know how bad these names are to pronounce? They didn't get a title card. No, yeah. I still do not know how to spell them, let alone pronounce them. There's like a bunch of shit. I mean, it's, I'm not even gonna try. Um, they play. I know they play footage from Snow and Gradle on the Titantron, which they rarely ever do, and it doesn't even fit the whole screen. Yeah, no, no. Uh, and the reason they don't do that is because there's always different audiences for the tapings. Mm-hmm. My bet is the only reason that they did it this time was because it was the same audience that saw the first Al Snow and Grado stuff. Yeah. Which, my condolences, that audience. <laughs> uh, so I can't remember what even what he said, but he said something really stupid. I just wrote, for fuck's sake, Shira. <sighs> like, Grado said something and he interrupted him. Or he said, he said something like about how he, how he doesn't speak English or something like that. I'm like, be the biggest fucking stereotype of an Indian person. Like, just do that, Shira. Fucking amazing. Yeah. All right. Uh, Eamon. That's my are, are, are you done with your notes? Yes. Let's fucking talk about this. Okay. So, for those of you who haven't been watching Impact or, you know, following the internet at all in the past day or so, uh, Eamon's bad is the Matt and Jeff Hardy stuff. Eamon, Eamon, I'm going to let you run first, and I will I will pepper in my comments here and there. Because you legitimately called this from day one. From day one, and I cannot believe well, it. Well, I, I didn't call it. Like, you called similar. it. You I, I called I, it. Sort of. Um, all of, You know what, Mike? All I'm going to say is I'm really glad that Tommy Wiseau is still getting work. <laughs> no, you know what? I've seen the room. This, oh, this is this is worse than the room. This is really bad. Here's the thing: everyone's sharing because okay, let's just recap it real quick. Matt Hardy, they do these like cin- what's supposed to be, and I'm using air quotes, cinematically shot scenes where Matt Hardy has invited Jeff Hardy to his house to sign the contract for Slammiversary. And they do these like dramatic scenes of like Jeff Hardy on his motorbike, like going to uh, Matt's house. Which, by the way, if you know the story of the two, they live next door to each other. Yes. Like, that's why Jeff rode a dirt bike there. Yeah. Um, it'd be. I I was hoping it'd be really funny if there were like booby traps outside the Hardy compound. <laughs> Just explosions going off. <laughs> yeah, like like Matt literally planted landmines. <laughs> okay. Jeff makes it to Matt's house. Rebby's leaving with Maxwell. Rebby's upset. He says, I can't get through to him. Spud can't talk to him. No one's going to talk to him. I'm done with this. Leaves. And and Jeff's response to this is, go! Leave! Okay, dude. Whatever. Um, <laughs> she seems distressed holding a baby, and you're going to yell at her. Great. Um, and then he walks into Matt's house. And there's candles. And Matt's playing the piano, and 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 there's been a lot of uh, great video editing from our good friend Lick TKO on Twitter of 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 that scene. Um, but then they're like, "What are you waiting for?" Like yelling at each other. And then Matt says, "We're going to start this where we began." And then Matt leaves, 
goes out of his house to like a barn and there's just some random dude like trimming the hedges or whatever and he's just like everything okay Matt and he's like yeah and then they like they had no bearing in this whole thing um and they go to their ring or whatever that's in like a warehouse or something and here's the thing everyone's talking about the baby scene (laughs) everyone's talking about how horrible and awful that whole baby part of it is but nobody's talking about the fact that, like, they go, like, the table is, like, right next to the ring. And then when Matt leaves, like, tries to roll out of the ring, his head gets caught on the bottom rope. Mm-hmm. Nobody even talks about that. <laughs> they, they weren't like, oh, let's reshoot that again. <laughs> uh, just... And then they're just like, what are you waiting for? Yelling at each other, circling each other with the camera. Uh, yelling about stupid stuff. Matt's doing his dumb fucking English accent. And then Matt gets back in the ring at one point and says something. Jeff's on the apron. Rebby walks in. Just throws her baby at Jeff Hardy. <laughs> I, Eamon, I swear to God, it was like 2 a.m. when I watched this. I almost called you. <laughs> I almost called you and be like, dude, prop baby is real. <laughs> and they show the shot of it, and it's a baby doll that's it just got taped wrapped around it. Like, so the, and, and hair placed on top. And then Matt nails Jeff in the head with a bottle. And then I don't even know. He, like, he doesn't even do, like, someone said it was he, a twist of fate, but it was. No, he did a side oh. effect. Yeah. It did a side effect. It wasn't even really a. It was more like a rock bottom. Like, well, I mean, that's what the side effect is. It's just essentially a like a lay, a layout urinagi. But he and he puts him through the table, and I say through the table. This isn't like a wrestling match table. No, this is no. a heavy duty like dinner table. It's like circular, and. By the way, as he's doing this, the camera goes slow-mo for some fucking reason. camera goes slow-mo because it would not look good in regular time. And they yell, like Matt Hardy says it's going to be something about Slammiversary. And this is how Impact ends, by the way. Mm-hmm. And Matt Hardy goes on Twitter afterwards and says that, Matt Hart, or that Jeff was laying in a pool of his own blood. There was no blood. They didn't show any of that. You would think you would show that if that was what actually happened. Uh, just And that's how Impact ends. If you want to see this, there's a full director's cut version that Impact Wrestling posted because they're actually proud of this. And if you want to see something better, follow at LegKickTKO on Twitter. Uh, she has been dubbing over different songs <laughs> to Matt Hardy's piano playing. And, Eamon, I'm not sure which one was your favorite, but the one I suggested to her, I have literally watched the video 30 times. I tweet, I tweeted out through the Mayhem show. I put it on our Facebook page. I tweeted out on my own personal Facebook page, my own personal Twitter account. Um... It's basically Matt Hardy playing 
the disturbed version of the sound of silence. <laughs> I really, I really, I really like the one of him playing Inagata de Vida. Inagata de Vida was really, really good too. Like, I almost want someone to like. We were on a kick maybe a couple months ago where uh, it would be the start of a normal song. And then it would kick right into Bare Naked Ladies one week. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I would just want to hear like a few piano notes and then, it's Ben. That's a Bobby of J Town thing. So, yeah, thank you, Bobby. <laughs> but, um, okay. Oh, man, the Hardy should never act. I'm going to, um, because I'm trying to think how to best put this in the world. You, know you know, the sad part about this is Jeff's not bad in this. Jeff's, like, like, no, like Jeff's part in this whole thing, like his stuff talking about the Willow stuff, has not been bad. It is Matt doing the most god awful acting I've ever seen. In my it's life. like, yeah, uh, like that's like comparing a normal like bowel movement to like a diarrhea shit. Um, and, like it's a no, little, no, more no. Well, I, I will, a little more well put together. No, because Eamon, Eamon. Diarrhea shit comes out easily. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's, I, sorry. we're gonna we're gonna compare reverse, this to reverse to having, reverse it. Matt Hardy's acting is like if you were dehydrated, like like okay. No, we're gonna compare this to having food poisoning. Food poisoning, yeah, because you have stuff coming out of both ends, and you don't know when it's going to end, but you know you're going to be in pain the entire time. I I have spent so long. All of like a day and a half, trying to come up with a way to properly emote how I felt, uh, and I can't personally. Uh, I'll take something from uh, someone you may or may not know in the wrestling world, Mr. Brian Alvarez, and just say minus five stars. <laughs> this segment and this whole show. This is I can't even with this. Like and this is the thing that people are for the most part not not most part. There are people out here who are defending this segment who think that Ricochet and Real Osprey doing a million flips in a match is killing the wrestling business. And that fucking infuriates me to no end. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what Jeff or Matt Hardy did in the fucking 2000s. I don't care. They should not be paid money to execute the way they've been executing and to be given the free range to do this. Because this is not – okay, this is – this reads of this is something that Jeff and Matt have come together on and have taken the story and how of, in this direction. This, isn't, this is not anyone in TNA is doing, I feel. This is oh, no. oh no! This has this has all the earmarks of two crazy Carolinian boys got together and wrote a play. Because we knew, like, when Matt turned heel, that they were going to do Jeff and Matt. We knew this, and we weren't happy about it. But we're like, okay, whatever. Honestly, the big money Matt stuff, I think, was working. If t- if they if this was like just TNA's product, like it wouldn't be it wouldn't be amazing, but it would not be this. This is what happens when you give guy you can't tell guys no. 
and you can't tell either of them no because they make too much money. They're probably the highest earners in TNA right now. And that is ridiculous. That's utterly fucking ridiculous. I'm sorry, whoever put that together, some, some, someone who says that they're inside with TNA, I posted a, fa- like a Facebook post about this, and somebody commented about how like this was produced by Jeremy Borash or whatever. I still believe it was produced by the Hardys. I feel like this has the Hardys' hands all over it. Yeah. Um, and who, but whoever put this together, you should be ashamed of yourself. Eamon, did you watch um, the uh, WWE produced thing, like where they split up into Matt and Jeff? Like it was the twist of fate. Like there was one DVD that was all about Jeff and one DVD yeah, 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 that was yeah. all about Matt. It felt like this, yeah, but not as well produced. Right. It's. I'm just. I'm so infuriated by this. Like, ah, <laughs> this it felt so backyard bullshit. And this is TNA, which is on. This is on a television network. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. is fucking on television. There are other companies who don't have television deals. TNA does, and this is what they're producing on their show. Uh, I, I just... I know the politically correct thing, and I know the thing as wrestlers or wrestling fans or people in the business is to be like, no, I don't want TNA to go away because it gives people jobs and I don't want people to lose their jobs. But you know what? With this and with all the fucking financial bullshit that I've heard about them owing people like six figures and shit, like, no. They do not need to be around anymore. No, see, the thing is, I don't want TNA to go away. I want Dixie to go away. I, no, what is this? No. Dixie had no hand in this. Dixie. I guarantee you. Dixie is the one that let it happen. She no. may not have had a damn thing to do with producing this. But, but, nobody, but think, she's the one that gave them the free reign. You're saying that other people came up to her and were like, oh, Dixie, you shouldn't do this. You should look at this actually and say no, don't do this. Or do you think everyone? No, see, I'm saying if Dixie goes, then the creative team will be retooled. I don't like, think that it, it's the it's the behind the scenes people that all need to go away. I don't know. Just like you can't blame Vince for everything, I don't think you can blame Dixie for everything. Yes, she's not the smartest. Yes, she's you know the the head or whatever, but. The fact that no, this got through. This the, even in TNA, there has to be multiple channels of people, and nobody said, "Hey guys, no, like this can't go out." <laughs> I'm like, you can't blame Dixie. Like, I, 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 in general, yeah, TNA is fucking terrible, and yes, Dixie's the head of it. But like, there's so many other factors going on here, and it's like, I am just so sick and tired of seeing this and being like, oh, having it, you know, lump this in with wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's so, I, I hate it so much. It, it, this is the first time an uh, episode of Impact has, like, really infuriated me. Like, and, and this managed to achieve it. 
Like, I can't even with this show. I can't even anymore. Congratulations, TNA. And, and I know this isn't your go-home show, but you've, I wasn't amazingly excited for your pay-per-view, but now you have actively made me make sure that I do not watch it. Yeah, I mean, this could be your their go-home, your drunk show. I don't see how anything they do next week can improve. The fucking mess this show was. It, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Um, all right, Eamon. They don't. They don't get a ranking from me. They don't deserve a ranking. <laughs> they don't even get a ranking. No, oh, because we've done the thing before. Where it's like you, you're ranked thirteenth or whatever. Yeah. No, no, you don't get a number. Fuck you. you. People get ranked when they put in an ounce of fucking effort. How about that, TNA? Wow. Uh, there's a reason Eamon wants to do this one first. He wants to get oh! all of his negativity out. I don't want to. I'll be happy when I talk about NXT and Lucha. I swear. But uh. okay, um, I'm gonna go with a ranking of four. <laughs> Again, keep in mind. I saw this week. I saw three shows. Uh but I'm going to... Ca- Actually, you know what? I'll give it a ranking of five because Ninja Turtles was better than this and that had two wrestlers in it. Or a wrestler and an actor who has wrestled. Guess what? And, and maybe because I'm a mark and I, and I work for this company, Inspire Pro Wrestling ranks higher than TNA and we've been on hiatus for a, for a few months. How about that? I'm pretty sure I've been in E-Feds that have ranked higher than TNA at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. All so- right. So, um, Eamon, where, where can the good people find you? And more importantly, where can people who love TNA find you to slander you? Uh, uh, Twitter, I guess. If you want to slander me, whatever. I really don't care. Like, if you, if you really think that segment this week was good, like, I don't know what to tell you. I honestly don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but yeah, Eamon, too, please, on Twitter. Go follow me. All right. Uh, also, <laughs> also, follow Inspire Pro Rest for real wrestling. Yeah, we're coming back very soon. Yeah, uh, you can follow me at Mad Mike four eight eight three on the Twitter machine. Uh, also, uh, join our Facebook group. Uh, we we're going to be talking a lot about TNA, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, also feel free to look up us on Twitter at Mayhem Show. Uh, look for the hashtag MM when I live tweet Impact and react to whatever TNA is going to be putting out next week. And uh, tell me if you think I'm wrong. I don't think I am, but tell me if you think I am. And definitely tell me if you have any messages for Eamon. Uh, so, Eamon, do, do you have anything else before I sign us off? I would. I want to talk about how great Scott Dawson is. Let's fucking end this show. Okay. So, for Eamon Payton, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been your Mid Week War.